It's time for the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores. Capital Mazda, Stevens Creek Mazda, Concord Mazda, and Team Mazda. Hey, it's Shondell Grand. And right now we've got a huge selection of brand new Mazdas with exciting spring incentives across our entire lineup. Plus, you can buy your new Mazda completely online with our exclusive no-brainer checkout. Don't miss the spring sales event at the DGDG Mazda stores in San Jose, Concord, and Vallejo. Alec trying to steer around, picked off, centered, they score! Back over to Manny, splits the defense, his shot, he scores! Back in his own end there was Shillington, on collision, VL, centering feed, they score! This is CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Sharks AHL affiliate, the San Jose Barracuda. Here are your hosts, Nick Nolenberger and Joey Goldstein. Hello and welcome to another edition of CUDA Confidential, the official podcast of the San Jose Barracuda AHL affiliate of the NHL's San Jose Sharks. Nick Nolenberger here alongside marketing manager Joey Goldstein. And Goldie, uh, we're continuing to forge forward with our quarantine lifestyle, but um, you, you look like you're hanging in there. We've got the uh, privilege of having video because we're on Zoom, but your beard is uh, continuing, to, uh, continuing to grow here. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's getting long, uh, but I mean, I'm not going anywhere. So what am I going to cut it for? I don't know. It's the last thing on my mind today is cutting my beard. Today is, today has been a struggle. You know, we don't like to date ourselves on, on when we record these things, but this, this is a tough day to be a Patriots fan. I got to tell you. So um, we're just, we're just pushing along and uh, I'm happy to be on the podcast and talking about things other than football. Yep, I had to text Goldstein and ask him uh, if he was in the right state of mind to do a podcast today after the news of uh, Rom Gronkowski getting traded to the Buccaneers, which I think just uh, means he's coming out of retirement. So, uh, I mean, is this like, can I, just, can I just spin it and be like, oh, the Patriots got a fourth-round pick for a guy who didn't even play for the team? Like, yep. can I just say that? Does yeah, that work? I think that's fair. I think that's fair enough. Doesn't yep. make me feel any better, but that's what I'm going to say. Yep. However, however you, uh, you spin it, it makes yourself feel a little better. I think that's fair enough. Well, it's another week, which means we've got another guest on our hands. We had uh, Coach Sommer last week. We had Coach Chase on the week before. But we're going to steer away from the coaching ranks. We're going to go – we're going to go to uh, the player side of things. We welcome in Barracuda defenseman Keith Middleton. What's going on, Keith? How are you? Hey, good. What's up, boys? <laughs> you know, give us an update on where you're at uh, since, you know, everybody was allowed to return back to wherever their, their off-season home is or wherever they reside. So um, give us an update uh, on where you're at and uh, your living situation. Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm just back in Stratford, hometown, back with uh, back at my parents' place kind of waiting out the storm on everything going on uh it's it's been kind of crazy times for sure for everybody i think but uh you know just self-isolate and stay quarantined and uh hopefully get through this what uh I mean, what kind of things have you been doing to to stay busy i know it's i mean we've, we've talked about it the past couple of weeks on the podcast and it's sitting at home can't be easy but i mean what are you doing to pass the time uh Video games has been a big one. You know, I've been playing a lot of Fortnite. Uh, but also, we're also renovating the house. So we've been doing – that's been keeping me busy as well. You know, we're laying floor, baseboard, putting on a whole bunch of stuff. I'm kind of lucky because my parents were, had done bulk of the work before I got here. But uh, they were definitely happy to get a second set of hands. Well, your older brother, Jake, uh, he's not at the house anymore. Your older sister's out as well. So yeah. – 
is it just you now as, as the, the, the final survivor as far as uh, the group of kids go? Oh, yeah. I'm, you know what? It's kind of nice. So I got the whole basement to myself. I got my, my beer fridge down here. I got a microwave and everything. I, it's kind of a sweet little setup I got. But, uh, no, it's definitely weird just being on my own. All the siblings gone. Have you been able to communicate? You, you mentioned playing video games, so I'm assuming maybe you've been able to kind of communicate with some of your teammates, but um, have you been able, able to chat with some of them, and are you in, in contact with a few of your teammates? Uh, well, yeah, mids all the time, I guess. He's my brother, so. But, yeah, a little bit here and there, talking to guys, just seeing kind of what, where they're at, but, you know, it's kind of everyone's on the same boat, you know, just <laughs> – hanging out, waiting out the storm. But, uh, no, I've been t- chatting with Mel a couple times. You know, he's kind of one of those funny guys to see, uh, catch up with and see what he's up to. So, in Stratford, what are the restrictions that uh, they've kind of sanctioned um, on the community uh, back home? What type of things are they eliminating? Yeah, there's there's really nothing. All the restaurants are closed, everything. Like, you have the festival, it's closed. Uh, no gatherings, five or more people. The, no bonfires even, so you can't even get together for a fire. So it's been like this, this six feet apart rule is still going on. Uh, but there's, So there's not really much to do around town. Uh, but it has, been, it has been good because you can still hang out with your buddies over uh, virtually through the Xbox. So that's kind of what we've been doing. Season for you, I mean, I, just to talk hockey quickly, um, you know, a, a good good season for you, your second year in the league. What, you know, what were your thoughts? From, obviously, it got cut short sooner than anybody really expected. You kind of a little bit banged up there towards the end, but what were your thoughts on the season as a whole from your perspective? Uh, I was definitely – I was bummed that it ended because I thought the Cuda started rolling there at the end. Like, we started playing some really good hockey, and it was like – it started to get really exciting again, you know, because when we, when you're on a team that struggles for wins, you know, you can get lulls and it, it, it can slow down and you're just like, oh, come on, we need, you kind of just itch for more. But then we started getting it and it really, it's too bad that the season ended because it started getting really fun because we started winning and playing really good hockey. But, you know, it was definitely a year that we, uh, it was a learning year. A lot of guys, a lot of new guys, uh, but I think it was a good year for everyone because they kind of learned how hard pro hockey is. Uh, it's not easy and it's definitely something that you can build from for sure. If you don't take it negatively, just take it as a learning curve. I think, I think the Cuda could come out of it for sure. And I think it was, we were proving it too at the end. We were, we were playing well. You mentioned the learning curve um, from year number two, personally, from your rookie season where it almost seems like you're, you're just going in the dark at that point, just kind of navigating your first pro year, you know, being that it's unknown, it's new, maybe you relied on your brother, but were there adjustments going into year number two? What changed in, in terms of how you approach the game at all? Or was it kind of now I'm comfortable and I feel like I'm, I'm establishing myself and I understand this league and this division? Uh, I wouldn't, yeah, I wouldn't say comfortable, but it definitely, more knowledge about it for sure, which helps, which is huge because you know, you're not going into, you're going into every rink and you know who you're playing against. You're like, Oh yeah, I've seen this guy before. Like I know he likes to come in on his off wing and do this. So you, so that's kind of what you, what I've learned at least is playing against the players is you, you learn their tendencies instead of just being fresh and you're just like, 
you don't know what guys are going to do. But after you play against them a lot, especially in our division where we, we play the same teams quite a bit, you, you get to learn a lot. So uh, really, if you just – that's kind of the main thing I took. But it's also I, – I didn't get too comfortable. I, I wanted to stay hungry because you're still in the AHL. We all want to get to the NHL. So – Talking about your your brother real quick. I mean, I, I know you said you you stayed in touch with him, but I mean, last most fans saw your brother. He was you know hobbling off the ice. He had that awkward fall. Um, how is how is he feeling? How is he holding up? Yeah, he he's good. He's he's moving again now. He uh, his his ankle was definitely swollen up after we drove back. That's for sure. But uh, no, he's good. It, he's it's a lot better now. That was my heart dropped when I was watching that for sure. <laughs> That was an awkward tumble, but it's good to see he's up and moving again now. So he's he's got his own place now. How far is he from where you are at your parents' house? Oh, oh he just on the other side of town, so like seven minute drive. So not far. Yeah. Guys. Well, I've got a couple kind of generic questions as we as we roll back a little bit in your career. Um, as I was getting prepared for our conversation, I, a few came to my mind, but um, we won't go to your during your time in, in the pro game and so far with the Barracuda, but I do want to ask you um, who is the best player uh, during your junior career that you played with? So he was a teammate of yours and who is the best player that you ever played against during your time in the Ontario league? Uh, the best player I played with, I'm going to have to say uh, Phil Horonic over in Detroit. Uh, he was my D partner for a year. And it was really nice just give, going D to D to him because he <laughs> he could do a lot of stuff with the puck. And he, he was one of those guys that just saw the ice so well. And offensive blue line, he, I didn't really have to do much as long as I just kind of took care of him. It was uh, We had a really good back and forth, and it was it was fun to watch him play. And then uh, best player I played against, I got to say McDavid. Fair <laughs> enough. I think he's job. probably the best player yeah, a lot of people. <laughs> Connor McDavid, so that was kind of wild. I remember the coaches going, uh, I'm not going to take you off when he's out there. Uh, you just, just make sure you know when he's out there. And I was like, okay, yeah, sounds good. With, um, with, with a guy like that, like McDavid, I mean, world-class speed. So there's oh, not a lot of players that can really equate to that. But do you almost, as a defenseman, you start to cheat out of, if you're in the offensive zone, for an example, do you start to cheat out of the zone and start kind of backpedaling to get a start? Uh, well, I feel like I wouldn't now. But uh, I remember, I remember this because it was my first game in in the O, and it was whirlwind of stuff going on. And I remember I hopped on the ice, and then he did too. McDavid hops on over his bench, and I'm like, "Oh shit, here he is!" And uh, he goes around his net and picks up the puck and starts wheeling like his crossovers, picking up speed. And I was at our bench, and I skated forward across the ice. And he went the entire length of the ice, and I did going sideways. And I met him. I beat him there. But holy, he was wheeling. So I definitely learning, – learning the speed of how fast guys are, you, you got to leave early. You got you to respect it for sure. I mean, with technology now, I feel like even in the, at the junior level, I mean, guys are well-known. But was it pretty much common knowledge that this kid was going to be an NHL superstar uh, when you played yeah. against him? Yeah, it was that was his draft year. Was my first year, so it was like he was on every billboard. It was arenas were full when McDavid was coming to town, kind of thing. So it's pretty cool though for me being 16 years old and seeing all that. He also played with some 
pretty stud players. I mean, wasn't his line? It was like him, DeBrinket, and Strom. Didn't they all play together? And they yeah. all of them are having legitimate NHL careers. I mean, that was yeah, they had a, a good team. team. Yeah, they they had a good team in Erie for years there. So actually, pretty much my whole time in the OHL, Erie had a really good squad. Even after he left, they still uh, they had uh, Taylor Radish hop in that line instead, and he could shoot a puck. So yeah, no, they had a good squad. Well, on the other side, your other answer being Philip Ronick is the best player that you played with. Um, he's a guy who won a Calder Cup the year before you turned pro, but a guy that, that once he got his opportunity in the NHL, it seemed like he, he just fit in almost seamlessly. Um, could you see that from him, that this kid was going to be a, a guy who could play at the highest level and be an effective player? Yeah, yeah, you could definitely tell for sure. He, uh, well, it's – well, now I, I say that because I've seen a lot more guys make it to the NHL, but at the time it was just kind of like, wow, this guy can play. Like, he's really good. But, uh, no, you could definitely tell he, he had an extra step in junior. Let's go way back. Um, I guess the, the question would be that we like to ask guys is, how old were you when you first laced up the skates, and how old were you when you joined your first organized team? Uh, I would have been like two or three years old out on the, in the backyard pond playing against Jake. Uh, that's probably the first time I was skating with an organized team. It would have been, I think six years old, I think is when we started. It's because when we moved to Ontario and it's just Timbits hockey, I guess that's the first organized stuff. I guess you guys wouldn't know Timbits being in the States, but no, that was, uh, it's kind of been hockey my whole life for sure. I guess that would be like probably mini mites uh, in the mini mites in the states. Uh, you mentioned your brother. Uh, when was the first time you realized? Because you you were the little brother, but when was the first time that you realized I I am uh, I am now maybe the bigger of the two brothers, and you had almost a physical advantage, maybe even a height advantage. Oh, I don't know. There was a time where he he definitely he he was bigger than me by a few inches and a few pounds. So he he took advantage of that time for sure. A little couple ground and pounds, but uh, I don't know. Maybe around when I was like 15 or 16 is when I kind of started growing and filling out, and I kind of had a big spurt. So that's kind of when I started to get the edge on him and uh, on the size department. But uh, that by that time you're a little more mature for the wrestling stuff. But it was great. last time we had you on, you were on here with your brother. And yeah. we talked about your niece and nephew and how we had the, was it Hunkle and Funkle, right? Yeah, Hunky, Hunky, Funky, Hunky. Yeah, how are, uh, how, how are the little ones doing? How are they holding up through quarantine? I'm sure you had time to chat with them and, and your sister. Yeah, no, they're, uh, they're, they're doing great because, honestly, kids bring up the best because, like, they don't know what's going on, right? So they're just having a good time. They just, I know my sister, she's getting kind of frustrated because they're constantly, all the time, the kids are there. But uh, she's lo she's still loving it, and the kids love it too because they just think it's more playtime with mom and dad. But uh, no, they're holding up fine. It's uh, it's like I said, it's crazy for everyone, though, right? It's it's one of those things that just affects everybody. So we're all just kind of rolling with the punches and waiting out the storm. Okay, aside from hockey, we won't include hockey because um, we don't want uh, we don't want to start any controversy within the household. But aside from hockey, what's one thing? Um, that you are better at than your brother? Oh, no. 
You know what? Not a lot. Uh, not a lot of stuff, but I definitely have the edge on him in video games. I think a lot of people can attest to that. He's, he's not very good at video games, but, <laughs> and uh, maybe basketball just because I have the height advantage. But other than that, it's, he's, he's caught me on a lot of stuff. Okay. What's one thing that your sister is better at than both the brothers? Um, oh, sister? Honestly, probably comedy because she's hilarious. You, you guys got to meet her. She, she's pretty quick with it. All right, fair enough. I thought that uh, that's a pretty good one. We, I had a chance. She, she does seem like she has a, a big personality because we, we get to meet the families during our family and yeah. parent weekend. So, uh, yeah, she's got the little rugrats running around too. Um, yeah, oh, yeah. She's busy. Okay, another, another question for you. This one is a little bit more hockey-related, but, um, you know, you were drafted in the fourth round by the Maple Leafs, so, you know, you're essentially your hometown team. Um, what was draft day like for you? Where were you? What was the feeling? And uh, who gave you the call? <laughs> well, it was actually kind of a crazy day because uh, well, I, I didn't go to the draft because I didn't – with that, I didn't want to go and – we didn't know what's going to happen. So I didn't go to the draft. Uh, so family's like, well, why don't we just go to Niagara Falls for the day? Like we'll go eat IHOP cause there's no IHOP here. So we go eat some pancakes. We'll just hang out and have a little family day. Like, yeah, yeah. So we'll, so we drive up to Niagara. It's about a two hour drive. Uh, we get there. We're in IHOP and we're all eating breakfast. Uh, there's a TV in the far corner of the room and I wasn't paying attention. Just eating along. And Jake, he's sitting beside me, and he pops up and just screams, that's you. I was like, what? I was like, that's you. And I look up on the TV in the far side of the restaurant, just showing, like, a video of me skating around. And I was like, holy crap, am I, am I getting drafted right now? And he goes like, yeah, look, look at the Leafs. And then next thing you know, there's families, because it's, it's the Maple Leafs, and we're in Ontario. So next thing you know, families are coming up, getting pictures with me, and it was kind of crazy, and then I had to leave the IHOP because I'm on the phone with my agent, and then they're, then the Leafs are calling. So it was kind of crazy day. And, all, and I'm standing in downtown Niagara Falls talking on the phone with NHL GMs, and it was it was wild. And uh, which was really cool about that day, though, was uh, later when the dust had settled, Jake got the call from San Jose that he was going to go for the development camp. So it was kind of a big day for both of us, which was pretty cool. Did you get any inkling that – Toronto was interested in you and if you had to choose at the time I mean you're gonna go wherever you know you get an opportunity but if you had to choose right that's your hometown hometown NHL uh, organization was that kind of choice number one if, if you had a choice to choose a, a number one destination I, I didn't have it I didn't I wouldn't choose it whoever wanted me didn't matter who it was but uh, it was definitely wild going to Toronto especially being in such a big market and being here from Ontario, it's, it was a whirlwind because everyone, everyone hears about you. Everyone kind of starts searching you and figuring out who you are. So it was pretty crazy, but no, I don't think I had a, I didn't have a preference. Whoever wanted to pick me. On your uh, time here being sheltered in place and in, in quarantine and whatnot, you said a lot of video games Been watching any, any movies or TV shows to help pass the time. Uh, yeah, I started, uh, Community. You know that show? It's funny. I've heard of it, but I've never watched it. No, I never, I, I never watched it before either. And I started that and it's, it was, it was a good mix up from the office that I've seen like four times. So it was, <laughs> that's kind of my, been my new binge. 
The office is always a good fail safe. I feel like you, you yeah, oh yeah. go wrong. You never, go, never go wrong with the office. I feel like I'm 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 in a constant rotation of the office, parks and rec, <laughs> or or like new girl or like arrested development. Like I'm constantly watching one of those four if I don't have something else to watch. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm a similar way. So that's good. That I got this new community, this new show going. It's just a nice mix up. Have you watched? Uh, I I pitched it to to Chaser, I think. But Money Heist. Oh, I haven't um, watched that one. No. It's real good. It's good. so it's a show that originated in Spain. So it's like it's not in English, but they dub over all of the all the dialogue in English. So like the the words don't match up to the people who are speaking. But if you can quickly get past that, it's a fantastic show. All right, all right. Well, that's got to be tough to get past though. Is trying to read lips that aren't making the same language that's good you would think i didn't pick up on it until three episodes in so, <laughs> it's, so it's not that big of a deal no, it's, you're so into the storyline i mean it's all about robin banks and it's crazy it's really it's really good all right all right i'll look into it i'll look into it we got time yeah right what else are we doing yeah. <laughs> all right keats are you ready uh i've got four trivia questions for you, you ready for this yeah. i hope these are easier well, than what you gave okay. i mean all you need to do is get one and uh you've been proved our numbers as we said <laughs> roy was over four okay nick found the hardest questions of all time to ask roy though about the state of montana like, <laughs> I, nobody knows that unless you're from montana how are you gonna know those questions except that montana comes from the spanish word mountain yeah, that was an easy one. He should have had that. I'll give you that. He should have had that one. But besides that, but it just sounds similar. Okay, let's get her going. Uh, name the two players from Stratford, not named Jake Middleton, that played in the NHL last year. Wait, not including Jake? Not, not including Jake. Two players from Stratford played in the NHL last year. Jared McCann. Yep, there's one. Ding. And- Who's the other one? He played – this guy, he used to play in Buffalo, and last year he played in Winnipeg. And he's from Stratford? It said he was from Stratford. So, I, this, so maybe, maybe he was <laughs> imagine, from imagine, imagine Nick gives you this trivia question, and he just doesn't have the right answer. Well, if he got half of the question right, I think uh, – right, right. I, I, don't, I don't know. Who is it? Bolu, Nathan Bolu. Nathan Bolu? Is there a different Stratford? How old, oh, okay, I'll Google that one okay, later. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right, okay. No. We'll blame elite prospects if that's incorrect. Um, <laughs> next question. Who did your brother Jake make his NHL debut against on January 5th, 2019? Uh, Tampa. Yes, sir. Ding, ding, ding. So you're two for two. Um, third question. Who did your brother Jake collect his first NHL assist against on April 4th, 2019? Uh, Edmonton. Edmonton, three yeah. for three. Okay, last question for you. You scored two goals in a game during your rookie season. Do you remember the opponent? Yeah, it was Bakersfield. I'm not going to forget my <laughs> Yes, sir. <laughs> All right. Hey, four for no, four. I'm forgetting that. <laughs> I figure not. I figure not, but we, we had to test your knowledge. Okay, you went four for yeah, four. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Set the Smart bar for future – Set the bar for future guests right there. I'm getting better at the questions, I guess, because yeah. I just want to yeah. move it too hard. I tried to look up some Stratford facts, and I thought this is going to just get too wild if I, if I try to look up some stuff from Stratford. So we, we kept it hockey-related. But. Yeah, I kept it hockey-related. That helps. 
Four for four. Um, right. So you're back at your parents' house, and you mentioned you're helping them out um, laying flooring as they're, as they're kind of remodeling the house right now. I know you picked apples last year in your buddy's orchard. Have you been doing that at all, and you plan on doing that again this summer? Uh, well, I, we haven't really started yet. It's Well, it, it was snowing today, so there hasn't been a lot going yet. But uh, well, I plan on doing it again. I haven't really talked to them yet, but the – Cause I know they're planning on planting another like 10 acres of trees or something this summer. So I'd imagine they're going to want to handle with that. But uh, for sure, if they, if they need a hand, I'm always down to do it. It's kind of it's easy work and it's, it's kind of fun to do with a buddy. So definitely going to try and sign up for that. Have you done anything uh, from a physical standpoint? I know everybody's situation is different when it comes to keeping in shape, um, but because the season's technically not, Officially over, have you tried to stay in shape? And is there anything you're doing uh, workout-wise? Uh, yeah, like the, the organization has been sending us some at-home workouts we can do, so I've been kind of doing those. And then uh, I've actually been rollerblading a lot. That's kind of my uh, part of my conditioning because I'm not much of a runner. You see me run, I'm not much of a runner, so rollerblading is kind of my substitute for that. But uh, other than that, nothing, nothing crazy. I uh, definitely miss a gym really like to be able to go to a gym again but uh that's just part of what we have to deal with right with this uh these crazy times i feel like a lot of the guys done the rollerblading thing i've seen a lot of videos uh on the nhl was posted a lot of those guys are on rollerblades manny i got a picture from manny he was out rollerblading this morning out in germany so i feel like <laughs> if, you, if you don't have like if you don't have weights or anything that are easily accessible that's the the easiest thing to do to stay i guess in in hockey shape right yeah yeah and it's it kind of substitutes skating because like most hockey players when you go like a couple weeks without skating you you start to miss it i swear i do at least so uh it definitely kind of gives you the feel like you're playing again so it kind of scratches your itch yeah, Johnny Brodzinski said he was skating as well. Uh, one day it was though it was in the in the mid seventies. He said though back in Minnesota, the next day it was snowing. So I'm sure you're dealing with similar kind of uh, yeah, bipolar here, yeah. weather. Um, another another kind of playful question for you: What would you be doing? You, I mean, you you pick apples, you, you lay flooring. I feel like uh, you like the the physical labor type of work. But what would you be doing if you weren't going down the the pro hockey route? Oh. Uh, probably something in a trade, if I'm being honest, like some, something along the lines. I've always thought about an electrician, but uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Definitely, I definitely think a trade, though. Well, you're just kind of a hands-on guy. Fair enough. And then I got one other question for you. Um, final meal. If you had one last final meal that you had to uh, – that you, you could eat, what, what, would, uh, what would be on the menu? Oh, a ribeye steak. Okay, bread. so let's, let's let's go dessert too. Let's go appetizer. So you said ribeye is your main course. What would be your appetizer? What would be your dessert? Appetizer. Oh, I do love a good bruschetta. I love that. That drug be a good appetizer. Uh, probably just like a mashed potato on the side with my steak. That's that's all I need. Uh, maybe get a little cheese on top. You know, uh, nothing wrong with being a little fattening. And then. Uh, for dessert, I don't know. I'd have to go cheesecake. I think, I think maybe maybe like a strawberry cheesecake or something. That's a pretty good I final got meal. A weird look there. I don't know. You didn't really are like you, that. Are you? So I know we've we've talked a little bit uh, with some of the guys, and you know, like Trevor Carrick's a big big guy. Loves to cook. 
Uh, big fan of that. I know some of you guys have, have been over his place and, and cooked with him. Are you much of a cook yourself? Uh, I'm not a – no, I'm no chef. You know, Trev definitely knows what he's doing and uh, definitely knows what he's doing in the kitchen. But uh, I'm not bad. No, nothing special, but not bad for sure. You have like a, a, a go-to dish you could cook or if you had to impress somebody – Impre- oh, I, any I can grill a steak like there's no tomorrow, Goldie. <laughs> how do you like it? So simple, though. <laughs> how how, how you do you cook your steak? steak? Uh, uh, medium, medium, but still a little blood in there, you know. But not too much, so it's like rubbery. So you're like chewing on it for an hour. Yeah, it's already dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I've appreciated about this quarantine is. No one in my family believed I could cook. I've lived on my own before. They think I, I guess I just starved myself or never, never cooked a meal myself, but they're forced to eat the food that I make. So they've been enjoying it. So I'm, you know, so that's been a positive of this whole quarantine thing. I've been cooking, I've been cooking up a storm over here. It's, I like cooking. My mom has just been, she's a dynamite cooker. Like she's, she knows what she's doing. And there's always food in the fridge. So I haven't really had to do anything since I've been back. So it's been Makes a bit it of a nice easy. Yeah. I'm sure it's not like that back in San Jose. You no, know? no, no, no. So that you, no. you got to enjoy it. You've got you've to yeah, soak it up. Take full advantage. No let's, so let's, let's talk San Jose real quick. So you, you room with, uh, with Manny this year. Who, between the two of you guys, let's talk, you know, let's talk roommate stuff. Who was, who was the messier one? Who, I mean, who was the cook? Like what? How, how did it work with you guys? Uh, I'm, definitely the one. I'm definitely the messier one. Uh, no, we had a good dynamic though. We'd have our we'd have our NHL tournaments. We'd have our series. We'd best of seven. I could never really beat them, but uh, I always out hit them on there for sure. Uh, I had bigger hit. Uh, uh, but other than that, no amazing cook too. You'd whip up some schnitzel every now and then, which was dynamite. Uh, no, we had a good thing going. We never really drove together, though. I don't know if you just didn't like my driving or something, but uh, no. But uh, living with Manny was pretty cool. Definitely kind of get to, you get to know a guy playing with him, but then you really get to know, like, uh, definitely him being from another country, kind of their culture, too, which was I thought was pretty cool. Did he teach you any uh, German words? Uh, no, not that I can remember. Probably <laughs> a couple curse words, but I don't remember them. <laughs> Looking down the line, um, you know, what are, you know, again, we don't want to look beyond the season, but uh, as we continue along here, what, uh, what are your plans this summer? Um, any trips planned or anything fun on tap uh, once summer comes around? Hopefully, you know, everybody's healthy and happy and we can all kind of go outside on a, on a normal basis again. Uh, no, nothing, nothing crazy set in stone, especially with all this going on. Uh, I do have a friend out in Lake Louise, Alberta, that wants me to run a half a marathon with them like i mentioned before i'm not much of a runner so but uh, so hopefully they start training (laughs) but no i might end up going out there and running with them just so he has a buddy to do it with but uh, other than that nothing crazy maybe you can rollerblade it yeah maybe they'd let me eh? (laughs) that'd be something that's up in the mountains though i don't know if i want to rollerblade up at all You'd be blowing past everybody on the downhill, that's for sure. Yeah. I'd be tucked like I'm in skis. <laughs> exactly. Get in a tight, low athletic position. Yeah. Let momentum take me. Well, anything else, uh, Joe, you got for uh, Keats before we let him go here? 
Uh, what's, I guess, what's the, the one thing you miss most? I mean, I, you know, we're stuck at home. There's so many things we can't do. So many things, you know, people you're not able to see. What's the one thing you miss most having been stuck inside and having to be at home this whole time? Uh, hockey, hockey and boys for sure. You know, like, like I said earlier, like it's, it's too bad because the CUDA, we started rolling there at the end and now the next thing you know, it's all over. So that's kind of been the worst part for me because you wanted to finish the season strong like we were doing. But, uh, no, that and uh, not really able to see, like, your buddies too. You know, like I got a couple good buddies uh, from town here that you haven't been able to catch up with and see. But uh, other than that, it's been not been too bad. It hasn't been – but uh, definitely miss hockey. <laughs> yeah, we all do. And uh... – yeah. You know, we're happy that you're, you're, you're safe and you're healthy and, um, you know, knock on wood, nobody, uh, nobody so far uh, in the group has been overly affected. But, uh, you know, we're all trying to get through this together. Um, but uh, we appreciate it, man. Uh, and stay safe and hopefully we'll, we'll talk to you in the very near future. Yeah, yeah, sounds good, boys. Yeah, thanks for the chat. Yeah, stay safe, you as well. Yeah, see you, Keith. Same, man.